Welcome, welcome. See, that was my impression of Travis letting me do the welcome today. Um, we are somewhere very special. Lately, all the podcasts have been more boca than bourbon. Although I did have a little sippy sip on the last one. But then we deleted it because it was terrible. Are we allowed to say that? Well, anyway, I did. It was not good. We just were like, Travis like trash. But anyway, uh, we are somewhere special today. We are at the Pennington Distillery with Jeff and Jenny, the founders, owners, special people. I don't know. Just just everything. All, uh, of, the, all of the above. All of the above. W- welcome to the podcast, guys. So, um, obviously, bourbon is in our name. So, we love bourbon. We found that as photographers, the more bourbon you drink, the better photography you are, the better editor you are, better life is, um, as long as you're on a healthy diet of bourbon. So, we thought, why not interview the masters of bourbon in Tennessee, the Pennington Distillery <laughs> folks? Um, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. No, thanks for letting us in, because we're only like four episodes in, so we're total. I love it. Like, we're totally new and winging it. So, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> what, what we like to say is welcome to the train wreck. We'll, we'll get through it all together. It right back at you. Um, so, just to get this started off... Um, you guys have such an interesting story when it comes to the business and um, how you guys got started. So what what are some of the products that you guys kind of started off before, I guess, bourbon? Or was bourbon always the, the main entity, but there were some hiccups along the way, right? <laughs> He's like, Ex- they're exactly. pointing at each other. <laughs> uh, you know, we both... Uh, we're competing salespeople for uh, liquor distributors and sold whiskey and bourbons and vodkas and gins. Uh, but when we opened this up, the main point was bourbon, uh, Tennessee whiskey primarily, which, you know, the old debate. Of I Tennessee know. Whiskey versus I w- bourbon. Let's not waste a whole podcast on that. You Travis know. and I watched the Netflix uh, Easy, the history of bur- the documentary. That was our homework. Yeah. I took notes. <laughs> uh, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's not bourbon. Yes, Tennessee whiskey yeah. is bourbon, uh, but we, we differentiated on purpose. So uh, we, we knew being from Tennessee, uh, Tennessee and Kentucky is so world, world known. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is American Nashville. spirit. Um, mm-hmm. So being where we were, we, we knew we wanted to get into that. But we also, for us, it was really important to be authentic and really make our own, our own juice. So in order to do that, you've got to find cash flow. You've got to do other things. So we obviously started with other brands, uh, and we even had to do a restart. Uh, we started in 2012. We came up with Whisper Creek, a mm. Tennessee Sipping Cream, which is a, a, a whiskey cream. Uh, and our goal was to come out with whiskey in four years. In 2014, we kind of restarted, uh, got some new partners and funding because it's expensive. I can <laughs> only imagine. <laughs> and so we, we then started doing vodkas and other, other products, cordials, anything we could make today, sell tomorrow. Um, a, lot of, a lot of co-packing, so we bottle a ton of other bourbons and products for other people that don't have their own distillery. And then we finally got to get into the whiskey business and yeah. our juice. Uh, a couple of years ago, we now have our entire family out. Uh, the bottles are beautiful. I, I mean, from... Jenny. Yeah, and Travis got some great pictures of the the samplers that Kim gave him. I was like, I thought they were gigantic, like huge bot. What? Am I not close enough to the microphone? He's always yelling at me. <laughs> He's always doing this. Tell me to shut up. <laughs> um, but he got some great pictures. I'm like, Oh, the, the packaging is so like, I love all of that. And I love the, um, the cans, the so good. Yeah. Those cans are yeah. doing really well. We, we came up with those a few years ago just to kind of have fun with it and, that entire category nationwide is just, it's amazing what it's doing. So, so for the listeners, what, so those cans are, are something totally different from anything on the market, like the Trulies and the other stuff. Like these things are, uh, can, can you go into more of like the pickers and, and the unplugged? So they're vodka based, not malt based. Mm. Um, Better. But they've been <laughs> a lifesaver during COVID. <laughs> I <laughs> believe like you. <laughs> cooler and go. You know, visit your friends outside. Yeah, <laughs> sit around, yeah. stare at each other from a distance. Yeah, it, it's in the in the industry we call it RTDs, ready to drink. Mm, so it's always yeah. been around. It's been in different types of packages and stuff like that. Whether it's beer based mm-hmm. or wine based or spirit based, stars are spirit based, which is the main difference. But the category now RTDs, it's just it's growing so fast. So we kind of got in it. We were lucky. We got in at the right time. We we're on the first part of the wave and. 
Uh, right now, it seems like it's continuing to grow. And oh, yeah. I think it's going to be here for a while. If you look in Europe and other markets outside, uh, canned RTDs have been around for decades. This isn't a new phenomenon, and they sell millions of cases well, of them. So just grab and maybe go. Maybe America's too. just behind for once, and they're well. just not <laughs> I was I was telling Travis, I'm like, I want to try some of those. And then I was wondering, because with the military – relation well my husband's in and then travis used to be but we have the shop what do they call them we call it a class six or something but it's basically the base like liquor store but do you guys know if you're carried in those because you would be like we, money in there the housewives love them some white claw and those are very like way cuter <laughs> we, we're actually trying to make a focus to get into more of them I yeah know that we've been at the base the 101st yeah there we're at that store the naval base at pensacola yeah. oh you know, well, that one yeah um and they, they definitely, those stores do very well. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Tobacco and booze is is popular. Oh, yeah. I would think it's a necessity. It it really is. <laughs> it, it, it makes the eight-mile runs go a lot smoother. <laughs> <laughs> so going back, you know, and maybe I, I got this, this order completely wrong, uh, but it seems like the first product, as you mentioned, was the Whisper Creek, the, the sipping cream. Um <laughs> And then it went to, I believe it was vodka, right? But now there's a, an interesting story about how you guys got into vodka. Can, can you kind of just tell us how you went that route or really kind of what made you guys see the light with vodka? <laughs> well, that, that involves a little bokeh. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, we, Jenny and I, all. there's actually a second product that we still have. It's called Pennington's Flavored Rise. We did mm. some flavored rise. We had a strawberry, a vanilla, and a peach apricot. Uh, still a little bit of that around, but we've kind of pulled back on that. The flavored whiskey category has gotten very competitive. Mm. Um, but in 2013, 20... You guys remember years really well. That. I don't even know what year it is I now. It's, I forgot how long we've been doing this now, but uh, I, it's funny. I got friends that were pounding orange vodka two years ago. Yeah. Now we're bourbon aficionados. <laughs> yeah. They're like, man, you should really get into bourbon. I'm like, oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we dumped all our money two years ago in this. <laughs> uh, I guess it's working out. But it's <laughs> yeah. a very high category, but we just kept saying we got to make, we got to, we got to get another product out. We did what we realized with Whisper Creek and Pennington's is we, what those do is it allows us to use younger whiskey, because mm. um, whiskey bourbon and Tennessee whiskey only have to be a day old. It just uh, has yeah, to go in wild. the barrel. Most people don't know that. Now the word straight means mm. it's at least two years. Oh, uh, and then if that. there is no age statement at all in the bottle, it has to be at least four years. So there's a myth out there that a lot of people say uh, some old. of the bigger brands, I don't want to say their names, like, oh, that's a three-year-old <laughs> whiskey. It's not. They're, they all answer the feds. If there's no <laughs> statement, it, nothing younger than four years goes in the bottle. Uh, but you can do younger whiskey. You just have to put on the bottle age six months uh. or aged a year or aged less than four years. And so we do, We really have tasted hundreds of craft whiskeys all over the country, if not thousands. And We've tried so different, so many different methods. There's all these different methods. Oh, we can do this that makes it taste older. We can do that. And I have yet to taste any process that really cheats time. Mm. Uh, you know, I just time is the key. It is what it, yeah. It is what it is. Can't I mean, fake it. <laughs> they've been doing it for centuries. Scotland figured this out yeah. <laughs> before we were even a nation, right? Yeah. Um, so we just we didn't want we needed something we could do with younger whiskey. So that's where Whisper Creek came along, um, and then Pennington's flavored rise. And we kept saying, if we keep using our younger whiskey, we're not going to have older whiskey inventory. Oh, because uh, you don't leave it that. around to sit. <laughs> exactly. So that's kind of what made us reset in 2014 and say, all right, we need to do find something else. And and we, we kept kicking It's hard around. to slow roll stuff, though. When you, I have to, like, back up, though. Well, when, that was our we one were, promise. Yeah, when we yeah, first started so when this. we worked we, for distributors, like, every week, some companies coming in and they're like, all right, I've got a vodka. Y'all are going to sell it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's you know, we filter it through diamonds and, oh, sure. it's, you know, filtered 800 times. It'll it's help you best. lose weight. Yeah, It's exactly. a probiotic. We, yeah. did have, we did have a brand that came in one day and they said it's filtered through diamonds. And I remember thinking, Why? I said, isn't that one of the densest substances on earth? Right. Like, what does that do? How did, and the guy looks at me and goes, it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <Yeah>. that's right. <laughs> it doesn't taste like it. Um, so anyway, like, that was part of both of our experiences yeah. at these distributors here and we just when we got out of that we said we're never selling vodka again this is amazing you know <laughs> and yay well, <laughs> and then we were in new orleans at tales of the cocktail and you know we were bootstrapping it like just yeah 
Jeff and myself, New Orleans is a like, good time. trying to yeah. make this company. And um, our friend Jennifer walked in this bar, and she was wearing a shirt that said, Vodka Pays the Bills. <laughs> and Jeff and I both looked at each other. It, it might have been, like, one or two in the morning. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, we looked at each other, and it was, like, Tell you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it was like we when we need to maybe book the flight for tomorrow, like, go home and make vodka. I looked at her and pay some bills. And I exactly. Said, Do you see? And she said, "I see." See it. Like, it was. Yep. You shake your head. It's probably one of those moments where both of you were just kind of like, "Man, this is not no," yeah. but this is you know, begrudgingly looked at it and it's like, "Okay, we get, we got to yeah. go for Look, it." To be fair, you know, in the two thousands and nineties, you know, you go into these bars. And Travis was, doesn't remember, but I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember a little you bit, were all right? Eight. <laughs> I remember all the bars. You yeah. go into a bar and be a hundred different flavored vodkas, and there'd be like four whiskeys. You're right. I remember when we kicked off Maker's Mark Forty Six and going into some bars in Nashville and tasting it, and it's a great bourbon. And these bars say, "Jeff, why do I need another bourbon? I have five. Right. <laughs> like, and but Got they'd have a hundred. So we were just tired of selling every <laughs> yeah. different vodka. And you know, when we first started back in the day, if it wasn't imported vodka, people didn't really see it as quality. Kind of like whiskey. There was a while where bourbon and Tennessee whiskey was kind of seen as swill and scotch was prestigious. Mm, you know, yeah, I think the, still people. You know, like Shane, my husband's got a retirement party this weekend, and he had to figure out what to buy the guy. And, of course, they buy booze for each other. I'm like, 20 years, and he gets a bottle of something. But I'm like, well, what did you get him? And he got him, like, like a scotch or something. And I'm like, I don't know. And I love scotches. But there's but American whiskeys can be just as complex. Yeah. Oh, no, my husband is all about and the bourbon. And I think that's <laughs> the exciting part to watch. And... Same thing with vodka. I think people start to Americanize with that. I mean, hence Tito's yeah. and all this and Deep Eddie and craft uh, vodkas. So we kind of looked at it and we said, okay, well, maybe it is time. If all these other vodkas are coming out of Texas, Nashville's pretty cool. Yeah, we yeah. We have our own vodka. So. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. That's That's got to be amazing to and be like, we'll just make vodka our own. Was born. And it's such a good name, too. Thanks. Now, even, even with the vodka... Um, I know that you guys offer two types of vodka. You have Pickers, which, by the way, I, I want you guys to know now, um, the bottle for Pickers Vodka is absolutely amazing. Like, I'm a, I don't want to say minimalist because I'm not like that weird dude who's got, like, one chair in his house, which we could do, got one no. couch, and it's terrible. No, no he does. That, that you are. Okay. <laughs> well, well <laughs> it's, okay. House like a, I got three kids, two dogs, and a cat. <laughs> It's, minimalist. <laughs> it's it might be a little minimalist, but I just love just how clean and just simple and I love the guitar strings on the side and just the label of it. like everything about the the picker's bottle excites me. But I know that the the best vodka that you guys are like the 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 most important one is the Waltons, am I correct? It's uh you know we Pickers is a premium and then we look at Waltons as the super premium. So but uh, we definitely don't market it as much. It's not as well known as yeah. Pickers. Um, but it's a tribute to my father that passed away. When I worked at Best Brands, the distributor, I sold all kinds of vodkas, like we talked about. <laughs> and my dad was a hardcore kettle one drinker. And I constantly would bring him home bottles of every <laughs> other brand, you know, vodka around the world, like pick your <laughs> poison here. And he never liked any of them. And, um, one day I came over to visit him and I caught him red-handed pouring <laughs> a bottle of Kettle One into a half gallon of Sky. <gasps> oh, to like <laughs> to make to pretend like he was, was drinking, drinking your stuff. Well, that's nice. <laughs> was so sweet, and I'm like, Dad. Um, and he did buy the Sky. Yeah, he <laughs> just did. Just a supporter. Yeah. And oh, poured it Sky. Out and filled yeah. it with Kettle One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, such a good dad. but uh, So he just dumped the other stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I know. That's he commitment. He's a real giver. Uh, <laughs> he, he's, yeah, he's, that's awesome. That's yeah. Commitment. Hey, you know, dads and daughters. But <laughs> so when Jeff and I started the distillery, he would uh, jokingly say to us, you need to make Walton's finest oh. vodka. And we just kind of laughed it off, you know. And then when we did get the vodka still and we're producing pickers, we said, you know what? Why can't we make a... Uh, you know, similar style as like a kettle for yeah. dad and see if he'll like it. So <laughs> 110 samples later. Oh, I mean, really. And he would just be like, yeah. That was one of the toughest tests for <laughs> us really in the distillers took, for about six months. He'd just yeah. push it back and be like, if no, thank longer. you. He had a whole yeah. process. Next. He set them up blonde. He, oh, he a rating it. book. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So and Taking then notes. One day he basically, he had his kettle and the Waltons and he's like, uh, 
obviously I'm picking the kettle again. And when you realize it was actually the Waltons. And so then we're like, all right, that's it. We got it. Um, yeah, so, then you don't let him try anymore because right. Once you hit it, yeah, and he was so just proud. Keep, like yeah. I could tell you a million stories about that, but yeah, and the packaging, all that is all a tribute to him, and it was it, really the easiest the, branding I've ever the had to blue do. Blueprints of his boat. Or yeah. yeah. Uh, if you ever go to the website, it's got a great story. Jenny found some eight millimeter videos of him oh. building this boat and launching it, and it, so we call it a craft project because kind of his craft and this craft and. It's fun. We, it, we always joke. It's a very, it was very, it built for a very, very targeted demographic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dads. Yeah. And I wouldn't say it's not less quality than Pickers. It's a different style. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. Pickers is corn-based like most of your American vodkas because that's what we subsidize in mm-hmm. America, right? No, no president's ever won without going and holding up corn. No, so, no. <laughs> um, where Walton's is made from wheat, which is typically what a lot of Northern European countries and stuff use. So it's a, it's a different mouthfeel. It's more of a, I call weeded vodka is more of a gimlet style martini style vodka where american vodkas like us and the other major ones uh, were corn based so they're light they're crisp they're good for blending um, but if people who do drink vodka on the rocks or drink martinis neat they want to taste a little bit of grain they want to taste they want to have a little bit more than just neutral and so that's where wheats and rice and those kind of things come in it's so it's, got like it's much oil, more expensive like to make oily mouthfeel mm-hmm. but in a good way yeah <laughs> so so one thing that I, Kim has has took me around not not Woo! not our Kim yes. but um but but your Kim she had took me around your guys's kind of facility and was kind of showing us some of the stuff and giving me some of the backstory of some of the vodkas and she said something interesting she said your guys's vodka um, is distilled eleven times because apparently ten isn't enough what <laughs> what what does that oh, mean gosh, and yeah, that's a that's an easy story we we. Uh, it's a tongue-in-cheek from us, no. basically. Um, it was fine at eight. Um, <laughs> it it does really prove it. to be it. a little extra. <laughs> we, we, I think you, you've heard her. We, it was kind of our joke to the industry that, oh, it's third. I mean, we sell vodkas coming in like 20 times a steel, 25, 30, 35. And they just kept saying, well, first of all, it doesn't. That's really not a tribute what size you're still. You know, mm. if the still's the size of Texas, one time's equivalent to 10 times over yeah. on this little still. So a lot of craft guys will say 28 times distilled. Well, if you only got one plate in your still, that's as good as one time on a Smirnoff still. Um, <laughs> I mean, literally, it's, yeah. it's the truth. So we, we all, that was kind of our tongue in cheek. And we be in music and we call Pickers our ode to Nashville. Uh, there's a scene in Spinal Tap that's just hilarious where his amp goes to 11 instead of 10. Oh. And so he'd be like, oh, my amp goes to 11. And the guy's like, yeah, but why not make just 11, 10? He goes, but it goes to 11. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's kind of our tongue-in-cheek little ode to music, but also kind of shot at the rest of the industry. I So I always love, like, I love that. Like, anytime you can make a little quip, and it's kind of like only, like, the people that have a brain can be like, oh, wait a minute. Mm, They got me there. What are you saying? I've not seen Spinal Tap, but I know what it is. Oh, no, I've not seen it either, but it's just like. Not Spinal Tap, Joe no. Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. Yeah, that's a that's a. She's never seen Joe Dirt. It's an American classic. I mean, I, that's disappointing. Oh. I, I know, right? <laughs> so I had a question of, about the distilling of vodka because you know the eleven times distilled. So you kind of hit it that it doesn't really matter, right? So I mean, if if you distilled something a hundred times, does that make it taste any better, any smoother than? It's how clean it gets it. Oh. Um, so when you when you redistill something, um, vodka because you're your bourbon and boca, right? So bourbon and vodka are made the same up till the distillation point. So uh, all the differences between bourbon and vodka is how much it's distilled. By law, bourbon can't be distilled above 80% alcohol collectively, which means there's 20% other stuff, fusel oils, acetals, all those kind of things. Vodka can't be distilled less than 95% alcohol. So meaning they're taking all that out. So the joke, the saying in the industry is, what we call flavor in bourbon, or what we call impurities in vodka, is what we call flavor in bourbon. Yeah, <laughs> so it's so same, kind of similar to craft beer, you know, yeah. right? I mean, you can sit around, you can drink a lot of the big light lagers and pilsners and not get the headache. But if you drink a few craft beers, they taste great, but they will give yeah. you a headache because it's the impurities that gives it that flavor. So when you're distilling, you have plates that recon that are constantly recondensing the vapor and making the purest vapor to get through to make mm-hmm. it as pure alcohol as you can. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you really can't go above about 192.67, somewhere in there, before it becomes, you have to kind of use chemicals to make pure ethanol, like what you think of in gas and stuff. Mm. Um, there's big plants that do that, and they use chemicals in it to make it undrinkable. Uh, so if you have a, a good enough still, you can do it in less distillations. So technically, our still has 16 plates in it. So even though we run it through 11 times, we could claim 172 <laughs> times yeah. still. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I've seen many craft distilleries. There's, a, there's another craft distillery, uh, you know, not far away that tells people 56 times because oh. they run it through their still three times. Yeah. It's like we run it through the still actually 11 times. So that's where we come up with that. But um, we, when we tested it, we were good around eight or nine. Mm. We just decided to go that extra. Just to be extra. It's like one, it's, everybody's got to be a one-upper. <laughs> well, and I wonder, too, if it's something that you guys are also aware of within the industry. But as, like, consumers, I'm just like, it tastes good. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I c- It's when we came back, we flew back from uh, Tells of the Cocktail, and we actually sat down, and we started writing. And the first thing we said is, what do we want this vodka to be? What do people want? Yeah. They want this. They want, want that. It to taste good. Like, you know what people want? They want it to be smooth. Taste good and be affordable. I do like when it's pretty, though. I mean, not lie. Me too. <laughs> that's her part. It wasn't me. as pretty as it is today in the beginning. Like all of these brands evolve, you know. When we yeah. saw a lot of the big craft vodkas, they were just overpriced. Mm. You know, they they weren't bad. It's yeah. Just you know, they were so expensive they weren't moving a lot. So we said, you know, we want it to be simple. Uh, we like to say Nashville born, being born and raised here. It's a boots and jeans town. You can get quality, but you don't have to be fancy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> to- yeah. Totally Nashville. Agree. 100%. So so shifting from vodka, though. Do you, don't you like how we just rattle things off and Travis tries to, like, control it? Well, I, I'm not <laughs> controlling it, but I'm looking at two beautiful bottles of oh, bourbon. It's a good oh, thing you two remote, two, two mics, because we'd be doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be like, you got this, Jeff. Don't they have good voices, too? For- oh, 100%. Yeah. You, you, so oh, you like you're hired. <laughs> so we... Somebody's recently said that w- that we've had the voice for podcasts, and I don't really there's, know there's how to how to. Yeah, you guys are much better. I don't know how to take that I kind quit. of a compliment. Though. <laughs> At least I didn't say a face for podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's very true. So going to to bourbon because that's that's the that's where the, the bee's knees is, and she always makes fun of me for for bee's knees. I don't know why it's 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 a thing. Okay, the bee's knees. Anything that's good is the bee's knees. Um, but. I, I'm looking at two cats beautiful meow. the cats meow. That's yeah, that's a good the one. Yeah, we have you seen the the new docu series on Netflix, the history of cuss words that just no, came out? No, oh, I, I did see it advertised, and I do want to watch it. I'm like every episode's on a different cuss word. <laughs> and the whole it's history really of it. Entertaining. <laughs> I seen a preview, and it was it was uh. I have of, to wait till my kids go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, it was um. Uh man, who's the guy? We're going in sixty Nicholas seconds. Cage. Nicholas Cage, yeah, but he was like painting a flower. It was Still a pink alive. flower, and, and it was like this word is, you know, I'm not gonna say it, but I was like, <laughs> it's like, dang, that's ballsy. Like they're going all in on this yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they have it, all these comedians from Sarah Silverman, all of them on there, and they kind of it's just they talk about what their favorite ones are. And yeah, why. yeah, that's great. That's that's her next homework right there. Cuss words? No, w- oh. watching that. Oh yeah, okay, I can do that. After Joe Dirt and yeah. Samuel Jackson. Joe yeah, Joe Dirt. I haven't seen, like, Black Sheep or any of those, like, oh, 90s. My husband hates me. <laughs> Just go on a Chris Farley and David Spade marathon. You'll be good. And I'm from Wisconsin, and so is Chris Farley, so it's almost like a sin to not. Yeah, I don't know what you've been doing for the I last. I was watching, like, 10 Things I Hate About You and stuff. And all the, like, that and auditioning for America's Next Top Model, that's that's something that she she's done, that's too. That's a whole different story. <laughs> a, stu- a stupid story at that. <laughs> Pl- plug for episode three. So if anybody <laughs> wants to know more about that, go to episode three to learn about the model. Um, but moving on to bourbon and not Kim's ineptitude of Joe things. Dirt. Um, so talk to me about bourbon. Because obviously, like, you know, there, there's the Netflix or the Hulu documentary, Neat, which kind of goes in and, oh, yeah. and it dispels some of those myths about um, about, you know, bourbon is just, it's got to be American. There's got to be like the ABCs, 51% corn, I think it is. Um, and that all, whis- no, all bourbons are whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so can, can you just kind of break that down for us and then kind of introduce your products and kind of where they fit within all that? Definitely. Uh, so I love this leather thingamajigger what do you call it uh we call it leather neck strap yeah, okay. so fancy. it's called a leather neck it's a bottle belt <laughs> oh, i like that so that, that's actually your idea what in it jeff that little leather piece oh, no this one's, this one's jenny's uh but we were looking we originally we had 
did wax because I always liked wax and mm. it was just a pain and expensive <laughs> yeah. and and so uh, we wanted something to not make the top look so yeah naked naked uh, naked naked <laughs> naked <laughs> naked uh, so Jenny came up with these and they're great because they come off and you can you use could them make as bracelets and like wait, I haven't so been in the man. store yet that yeah. it'd be so I went over to a like, friend's house and he has them lined up on his little <gasps> post on his bar and I felt so cool yeah I was that's like, oh, good. Collecting he's collecting them, them yeah <laughs> but uh, so. Yeah, whiskey. All whiskey, all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. I think that's a great start. Uh, whiskey is just made from grain, um, aged in, you know, barrels, oak barrels. Uh, you know, most moonshines are technically whiskeys. Uh, you know, it's just got to be made from grain. It's got to be aged in a barrel. Uh, it and can be used. Now, bourbon whiskey, um, and there's all these great stories of how bourbon whiskey. That's what I was going to say. Right? Like, yeah. Uh, it's funny. You can go to Crowley. I love going on the bourbon trail. Great distilleries. Now, come the Tennessee Whiskey Trail. We got some great ones, too. So, um, but, you know, you go through, and it's funny. They all have their version of how bourbon came along, and they somehow they're all the one that did it. Yeah, yeah. They have a little like, different really? story. But I think the true story was that uh, the first whiskey was shipped to Bourbon Street. In New Orleans, and it was originally bourbon was all unaged. It was just clear moonshine whiskey. And so they put it in pickle barrels to store it to get it oh. down to bourbon so they could ship it on the boats. Like barrels that previously had pickles in them? I don't know if they had pickles in them or if they were made for pickles, but there were barrels. Oh, okay, that, gotcha. You know, pickle barrels is the st- what they say in the story. If it was had pickles in it. Yeah. I like pickles. Is that like where pickleback came from? Maybe. Jenny <laughs> likes picklebacks. I do. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, are, what, what are picklebacks? Uh, it's, a shot of, it's a shot of <laughs> Irish whiskey and I was uh, like. with a shot of pickle juice behind it. Oh, it's oh! Delish. I have heard of that. Um, it's sour with the. I give a shout out to my buddy that works for Jameson. It's a Jameson. I mean, yeah, yeah. all these bars you go and you get a shot of Jameson and a pickle, pickle juice behind I've, it. It's, I have heard of that. So um, I mean, I would like it just because I, 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 I'm the one that eats the pickles and then drinks the juice cool. later because I love it. Just need oh, yeah. some then you'll love pickles. <laughs> so they, it, when it got to Bourbon Street, they had to find a way to ship it there. So they used these barrels, and then all of a sudden, the people in New Orleans were saying, "This whiskey's better when it comes out of the barrel." And then and when and the bourbon was born. Um, and obviously it's bourbon county in Kentucky. So Kentucky was really the kind of first state to really write some rules and look around the world. Champagne, uh, you know, tequila and Jalisco and all these other scotch. And they've all got their own kind of laws and rules around their signature spirit. Well, bourbon and Tennessee whiskey is America's spirit. And, and so it has to be made in America to be called bourbon, correct? I don't know. I believe so. I know the American. And then I wonder, like, who made that rule and how do they enforce it? (laughs) You go to Europe, you can put bourbon on anything. They don't have Uh, laws for the word bourbon. Okay. You don't have to maintain the same rules as American laws for bourbon in Europe. But they have stricter laws in Europe for the word whiskey. So you can't call anything whiskey in Europe unless it's at least three years old. Interesting. So So the laws of bourbon, I think that you're asking, was 51% (laughs) corn. And 100% grain. It's got to be aged in a new Ameri- or new oak charred barrel. We use American oak, but oak charred. Uh, it's got to be distilled less than 160 proof, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, distilled less, uh, barreled less than 125 proof. So it means you got to cut it with some water. It can't go in the barrel above 125 proof. And then it must be bottled at least at 80 proof or higher. So those are the laws of bourbon. Uh, then the word straight, the so two years, and it goes up. Tennessee whiskey uh, never really had laws until 2010 or 11, mainly because it was just two guys doing it. Which feels like yesterday, but what yeah. year is it now? <laughs> so and finally in 2011, Tennessee wrote their own legislation to actually define Tennessee whiskey as well, and it meets the same exact five laws of bourbon, except it adds two more. And, well, Jack will say it adds one more, but it adds, <laughs> it adds the Lincoln County process, which means it's dripped, the whiskey is dripped through Tennessee sugar maple charcoal prior to the aging process. Uh, and then the last one is it has to be wholly aged and bottled in Tennessee. Hmm. It cannot leave the state of Tennessee. So, um, so that means in Tennessee, you have to follow the five laws of bourbon. And so it is bourbon. Now, the yeah. Kentucky purists will tell you it has to be made in <laughs> yeah. Kentucky. If you do anything else to it before, it's it's finished. Uh, they don't like to look at their own things that they actually do some charcoal yeah. meddling. They just well, don't promote it. You know, it, it's that marketing. You know, you, you, you got to 
kind of corner the market to where it's like only you fit in this kind of realm. So people are like, Special. oh, that's that's where that's where the, the lightning is striking. Well, they tried to change the laws in 2011. They were trying to not put the laws in place, and there was a company, another big company, was trying to say, no, 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 we shouldn't restrict Tennessee whiskey. And they were trying to sell it like they were helping all the small craft guys. Like, yeah. I can't restrict them to this. But the truth of the matter was, at the time, there's what, 18 or 17 of us? Now it's like 40. Um, craft distilleries. Craft distilleries wow. in Tennessee because we finally got the rights to open back up in 2009. And we all said, no, why would we? This is a this is a, our own kind of franchise. Like, yeah. this is our own thing. Like, you wouldn't go to tequila and just take away all the rules. Like, this is what gives us a leg up. Yeah. So we actually, super majority, I think only one distillery didn't want to keep that law. And so... They, the Congress or the state or whatever you want to call Whoever. those politicians <laughs> up there, we're like, no, we don't want to hurt the small guys. We're like, well, you Ooh, will yeah. if you change that. We it's always that. they always say stuff like that, but then don't listen to the people who actually know what they're talking about. And I'm like, well, yeah. maybe you should ask the people who know. <laughs> <laughs> ask them what they want before you just tell them what they need. <laughs> yeah, so that's all things. We all went up to the hill and did our Senate talks and did all that, and it was it was fun. Jeff loves that. <laughs> did, did you wear like a tie and you, yeah. did you like did you like suit up or did you go in with like waders and like muck no, boots I and did stuff the school suit and tie there was a couple of them but i did there's, the suit and tie yeah some guys that come in overalls I really i love that you know. <laughs> see what, what i would have loved to have seen was like that guy in like overalls <laughs> right. so, and some like like really high waders you know just walking in there yeah. with like the old school like moonshine little there like ceramic jug showed up from east tennessee in overalls and no shirt it was awesome <gasps> <laughs> i mean seriously was it a Stick, or do you think he just looks like that? He actually time? does that. Anyway. Yeah, that, that is who it is. It's part of his thing. <laughs> I, I want to know who this guy is because I want him on the podcast <laughs> just to awesome. talk about that experience. <laughs> I'll, I'll put you in touch with him. He's great. <laughs> is the community pretty close? You all just kind of, is it tight knit and less competitive than it is? Yes I mean, you have no. to be somewhat. Um, yes and no. It, it is tight knit. We formed a Tennessee Distillers Guild and Ooh, a club. I love a club. (laughs) It came out of that Tennessee whiskey fight because we said, look, we could get sideswiped from one of these laws that goes through and not be prepared for it. So that's kind of what spawned some strength in numbers kind of saying, hey, we there's a lot of things we agree on. We need to at least get together when we agree on these and have a voice collectively. We know we're going to have dissensions and all that, but we can take that offline, but at least have this to protect us because. Alcohol is always an easy target for new taxes. Oh, and, I'm sure. Especially down here. I'm from Wisconsin where it's like, pff, it's on. Oh, People you are can buy, in Wisconsin, you can buy anywhere. Convenience stores. Uh, you <laughs> can take your kid into the bar. <laughs> and if you're their guardian, they can drink it like four. It doesn't matter. There's really? like, yes. Oh, and yeah. then I got married when I was only 20 and my husband was 21. Another stupid story. But anyway, you we got married in the courthouse because, you know, army. And then they gave us a card that said he was my guardian now. And so I could go into the oh bar my with gosh. my husband and drink when I was only 20. But only with your husband. Yeah, but only with my husband. Like what? Like There's he's going like to keep me on track. He's super responsible. Right. Not at all. But yeah, it was the funniest thing. And then I remember, I think in our head, because we were young and stupid. I'm still kind of, I'm just older and stupid. But we went to Minnesota or something. And I was like, oh, same thing. And nope, couldn't get in the bar. Apparently they didn't like, have the same law. He's my guardian. I did. I was like, but he's my guardian. We have a card. And they were like, the bouncer was like, no, honey, go home. <laughs> I love Wisconsin. Go drink at home. Milwaukee kind of reminds me of Nashville. It's like my, I love that place. It's just this kind of blue collar fun. Yeah. Everybody that's going to every bar and they're like, hey, Hi, you want to be our friend? Like the yeah. Only that has the dice game for a free oh, shot. Oh, bar dice. Bar. Yeah. Bar yeah. Yeah. Dice. I don't know how to play it, but I get shot sometimes when you, you know, like I, I just shake and they tell me. I with my buddy and like, seven or eight years ago, I said, can I get two Miller Lights and two shots of Jameson in the bartender? Go, That'd be eight bucks. And I was like, no, no, yes. No. And I it's said two cheap. shots of Jameson yes. and two Miller Lights. And she said, yeah, honey. And I said, eight dollars. I was like, I do you not understand my accent? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no. We used to go, I worked second shift as a nursing assistant and nursing assistants are wild things. And we wouldn't get off till like 11 and we'd like go out we always made taco dip and made breakfast randomly at like 11 o'clock at night, but we'd go out and you could buy a pitcher of beer and it was like, I swear it was like $12 or something. And you'd get quite a, I mean, a big pitcher. Yeah. It was insane. And, and people from big cities would come. Our cans, just to let you know, Wisconsin State Fair. Yeah. Like Tennessee State Fair. I don't even think you can drink because it's the Bible. Belt. Oh, no. Everybody's they drinking at the State Fair in Wisconsin. Of our cans <gasps> at the Wisconsin oh, State Fair. Oh, no. They can drink. You don't even know. Imagine COVID hit and it was like. 
Well, it's because it's so cold up there. They're just like, you know yeah, what? I'm cold. Do. I'm just going to drink. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that's 100% true. And I mean, they drink it. If, if we had drinks at our state fair, there'd probably be a lot more attendance. Oh, no. Our, yeah, uh, no, the state fair is fun. <laughs> Whisper Creek has the cream is Wisconsin cream. Oh. Yeah, from Good. Nina, Wisconsin. <gasps> yeah, Nina. My where my parents live now, they're not far from Green Bay, so you know, Packers and stuff. But Nina's not far from there. Nice. But yes, yeah, so I know Nina. Yeah, that's so you can actually buy Whisper Creek game pickers in Wisconsin. So oh, I'm sure. Friends and family there. Let I'll, them know. I'll let my dad know. He was very excited about this. He'll he'll him and your mom will be all in the in the the pickers unplugged and stuff. I hope I'm gonna keep an eye on sales now. Let's see if <laughs> we see any. No, my dad'll he gives up one thing at like New Year's every year. And he sticks to it. I don't know how. I'm like, it took a day, and I'd be like, now I'm back at it. But he gave up whiskey, I think, for a year. But now now he's back on it because the year changed. So he's good. So now your sales will probably go up. I, like <laughs> I feel like 2020 he needed whiskey. Yeah. Um, he was still drinking beer and wine. He makes very weird rules. Like, now it's dessert. He can't have dessert. But then he was eating ice cream, and I'm like, what? And he's like, no, it's only cake, pies, and brownies and stuff like that. I'm like, what? <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. He just makes it up. <laughs> it's very weird. Just makes it up as he's he goes. He's going to listen to this and be like. <laughs> why, why are they talking about me? <laughs> why? why? Why is this a thing? So what I'm, what I'm holding here is, I believe, the Davidson Reserve, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, which one? The Tennessee. The Tennessee. Okay, the Tennessee. So, um. Talk to me about this one, its inception, and kind of what makes this so good, and what should people look for whenever they're, like, tasting bourbon and, and going through the process yeah. of this stuff. We can all be fancy and do the oh, whole, man. I like, swish it around. Notes. We, have a, we have a master <laughs> blender that writes the tasty oh. fancy notes. I, I have a, my tasty notes are, do I like it or do or I like it? Or is it not like it? Like it? <laughs> I, 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 no matter what whiskey or product I'm trying, I'm like, I drink that. I can't be deeper than and, that about anything, yeah. really. <laughs> um, but Tennessee whiskey, we make three mash bills. Uh, every day here that all kind of meet that standard. We make a Tennessee whiskey mash bill or a high rye, uh, which is means it has every, all grains have to have 50, all bourbons, Tennessee's have to have 51% corn and the other 49% gives you that ability to, that's, that's where the differences are, right? So some are made with rye, some are made with wheat, some with malt, malted barley. Um, those are the main four. Typically there's all kinds of other grains, but we do a high rye mash bill for our Tennessee whiskey, meaning it's 25% rye, 5% malted barley, and 70% corn. Uh, we use a Tennessee white corn on all our products, and also we use our rye, white wheat, and corn all call from, come locally from, from Huntington, Tennessee. Our malted barley we do get from up north. It just doesn't grow. Barley's not a real good Honey. grain for growing know. down here in the south. Um, so our Tennessee whiskey, we wanted to kind of look at, to be honest with you, we looked at what, we liked from yeah. everywhere else. What kind of mash bills do we like? And some of my favorite brands that I love uh, were High Rise. And so we went to Tennessee Whiskey on a High Rise mash bill. That should give you a little bit more spiciness, spice mm. to it. Uh, like Coriander's and all spices and, and baking spices, I guess you could say. Uh, you still get plenty of caramel, vanilla, uh, burnt molasses, kind of kind of uh, from the corn and the, the, the whiskey and also the Tennessee charcoal, the Lincoln County process, I think gives a little sweetness. We, for us, the, the Lincoln County process is more of an additive than a subtractive. We don't do a really big, deep filtering of it. We run it through a little bit faster just to pick up some of the sweetness and some of the additives and not subtract some of the fusel oils and what we think will give it more depth in the end. Uh, so it's not necessarily, you know, everybody says Tennessee's smoothest Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> That's I a lot do. of it. What it is is you know, when you filter it through that charcoal, you're filtering out some of those rougher, harsher elements uh, that over time can give a whiskey depth, right? There's certain bourbons that you love to sip. You couldn't shoot them. Right? <laughs> uh, where Jameson, you can shoot it. It's yeah. not It's not really, It's uh, but it's also distilled much higher, Irish whiskey and Canadian whiskey. So. This is our Tennessee. This is our flagship. Obviously, being from Tennessee, you have to have a Tennessee whiskey. Very pretty. Um, <laughs> Chris, Chris Stapleton will be proud, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's singing about us, right? <laughs> of course. Uh, it's funny when he first came with that song. It, what's the line before? Sweetest smoothie. Oh, uh, sweetest strawberry, strawberry wine. wine. I, kept, strawberry I kept calling rye. him. I was like, I wonder what it changed to get him to change that to strawberry <laughs> rye. Pretty penny, <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> yeah, more than we had. Um, so yeah, the, uh, this is we bottle this at about ninety six to one hundred proof. Typically, we everything we do is we try to keep it over ninety proof. We, we uh, I'm just a purist. I'd I'd like to do everything at cash strength if I could. <laughs> you know, not everybody likes to drink it that way. So. <laughs> All right, cheers. Cheers. I cut mine down. 
What? Ooh. So uh, I don't know if you. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's when good. I do this, I get a lot of caramel, like I was saying, the caramel, yeah. but I also get some toasted marshmallow. Uh, that's kind of, I get that a little bit more from the charcoal mellow. Okay. Yeah, so I, I definitely taste the the caramel. Even like when I smelled it there, like I really got a lot of those caramel notes. So when you say that you put it through that the charcoal process, is that any kind of charcoal? Um, is that like special kind of stuff? Like what what is that? It, yeah, for to the Tennessee whiskey by law, it has to be Tennessee sugar maple charcoal. So okay, it's not activated charcoal like what you would think of from like a water filtration. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just literally a burnt and charcoal Tennessee sugar maple. Mm-hmm. So it's it's basically replicating, and that's what I tell people. It's like everybody's like, oh, it can't be, it's not bourbon. When you put whiskey in a barrel, you're doing the same thing. You're yeah. charring the inside of the barrel. Yeah, so all you're how doing. Do you, is, how do you guys char the inside of a barrel? Is uh, it like we a blowtorch? Do that. That's oh. done at. Uh, that sounds just, like a fun job. <laughs> that's a great. I'd tour. hurt myself, but I bet it's a fun job. <laughs> if anybody ever gets a chance to go take a tour of a cooperage, I I got oh. to do one with the wine with Gallo back in the day in, in California. And it's really an awesome and unique process to watch. It's all hand done. It's like a oh. puzzle. They're putting those staves together to fit. I have no talent or skills. Every time I talk to people, I just feel worse about myself. One thing I always envision, what's that Elon Musk, the boring company? He made those like flamethrowers. So I just envision what? some dude with like a flamethrower just like going like going all in with like flaming barrels and stuff. He's got a flamethrower business? Man, that's awesome. I need to check no, that out. So it's, it's like sold out, but you can get them online. Like people that are selling, they're like pretty That's expensive, terrifying. but they were like cheap. Like they were super cheap when they first come out. It was like a, maybe like a thousand bucks, but I mean for a flamethrower gun, Jimmy like Christmas. Why do you need Christmas a flamethrower? What would you do with a flamethrower though? Oh, what could you not do? My husband gave me a taser <laughs> and pepper spray, and I'm afraid of them. Oh. I'd hurt myself with that. I'll start charring my own barrels. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Just do your own char then. There better be a video if that happens. <laughs> I, I'm not a good videographer, but I will come for that just he to film that. Not be he will give you with it here. <laughs> we can end up that. a YouTube star, but not yeah. in a good way. Yeah, exactly. or, <laughs> viral for all the wrong right. reasons. <laughs> awesome. So now we have the Davidson Reserve Genesis. Now, so tell me what the difference is between Tennessee and and the Genesis. So the Genesis, I I want to kind of oh not those. Those are our first bottles of each one. Sorry. Can we get a red label bourbon? So the Genesis is our birthday bourbon. Um, So we only do 1,017 bottles of this every year on October 17th. Uh, We do it distillery kind of only. We release a little bit to the market. But um, what this is, is our first 25 barrels we made. We were lucky enough to have some of the, I can't, can't promote it, but some of the biggest names in bourbon come down here and actually distill with us. That's From amazing. Us selling the big brands, we reached out and really, really big. I mean, everybody knows them. Master, we had three different master distillers that we got to go cook whiskey with, and they came down here and distilled with us. I have to interject here because you did ask, like, how do y'all get along? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but from that standpoint, with these majors coming in and showing us that support yeah. and training for our team and everything, it was wonderful, at, and we appreciate it so much. But I... I think, too, it's protecting what they're doing. They don't want us all coming out with stuff that they can't be proud of. It could hurt the industry as it, a whole. So, you yeah, know, it's just lifting up everybody that lifts up the industry as a whole. That's a huge thing in the photography. This is going to be random because Boca. But anyway, <laughs> in the photography community, it's very a little bit cutthroat. And my perspective was always like, yeah, but it, they're always worried about pricing and cheap photographers and blah, blah, blah. And so... I was always like, well, if we help those guys that are first starting out and bring them up, it'll bring the whole industry up. You know, it's yeah. there's enough c- clients, customers, consumers to go around. If you bring everything up, then you're, you know. Yeah, exactly. the biggest, I mean, the big guys, have they don't have just They're years on us. They have generations yeah. on us. So we always say, you know, when we formed the Tennessee Distillers Guild, all the small guys sat around and was the Craft Distillers Guild. And we had to debate, do we want to invite Jack and George to join? <laughs> and with the sweeping yes, because – we decided to, to, of course, let them in. And I remember when I went to the first, uh, when I was the president for a year, I went to the meetings of all the different presidents from the different states. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these other states, like, I can't believe you'd let Jack in your guild, like, in your craft guild. And I was thinking, we got three bills passed this year. Yeah. What, what and, have you it, done? It's probably we, because of them, too. Like, you know. And and they, they would, they open their, they, you know, they don't promote this, but they open up, they 
all the small guys can go to Jack's uh, facility and they, they've opened the doors from their chemistry department to wow. their barrel cooperages to let us know. And everybody says, why would they do that? It's like, well, they're not scared of us. No. You could add up all of us 30 craft distilleries in the yeah. state and our annual production doesn't equal combined and aggregate a week at Jack. Yeah. So we're not going to hurt their business. So what would they <laughs> rather good, have? Would they rather have a bunch of bad <laughs> Tennessee whiskeys come out or a bunch of good Tennessee yeah. whiskeys come yeah. out? And so they, for that reason, the big guys always helped each other. And I think Kentucky as a whole, they've helped each other grow the bourbon category. All those guys are friends with each other. That's, they that's probably amazing. all go to the same church and the same Yeah, they probably club. do. I mean, yeah. I don't know, but I imagine they do. If they're Kentucky, I, I, I ain't like going to make a Kentucky enemies. joke. So I'm, so I'm, I'm like a, a half-breed of Ohio and Kentucky. Um, I wanted to make a Kentucky joke, but I won't. Oh. Are I was, you Covington or what, what area? Uh, southeastern. Southeastern. So, so London, Kentucky. Um, I, I'm just going to say it anyway. Most are probably related in some way. <laughs> let's just, let's just be real. It's Kentucky. You know what? Fight me on it. Insulting people from, I'm not you know, there, it's true. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's, I think there, it's probably true. There are married, even through marriage or no. somehow. They're yeah. 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 Se- second or third cousins. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. They are. Um, Last, a few so episodes ago, it was trailers. Now we're going to have to pull you off the cousins getting married. So this is a Tennessee whiskey mash bill, the Genesis, but we don't charcoal mellow this. Since we were doing this, making this with a bunch of Kentucky boys down here, we decided not to do the Tennessee on the first 25 barrels. So what we do is each year we, we release 1,017 bottles. So what's cool about this, this bottle is a six-year-old bottle and bond. Uh, this is the exact same mash bill process. Everything is the Tennessee whiskey, but... Non-charcoal-melon So if you go to the big guys in the tour, you can taste pre and post before the aging. You're like, wow, what a difference. Yeah. This is what this is a tasting of what it's like five years later with just one element changed. Well, that's awesome. So we're going to taste this, and I want to ask you a, more about the aging process. So he, you ready, Kim? Let's go yeah. for this. Here's the, the oh, genesis. I'm fine. It's you. Like, uh, I'm trying to like, think of good words for you. That's that's awesome. <laughs> Bokud. Bokud, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, but by the time we're done here, we'll, we'll be we'll be Bokud. Um, so the aging process. You know, you you hear things. I know if you use the the fifty something gallons, really it needs to be four years at least. I think uh, in, in the barrel. If you use like the smaller uh, the, the smaller barrels, you can do it in two. Um, but it seems like there's a big jump from two to four. And then you get into like the Pappy Van Winkle, like twelve year, fifteen year. So what what does that mean? Um, or do you guys have plans of doing anything more than that, or kind of what's what's that look like? Uh, all the above. So what we did in twenty twelve is we had a different partner and we had a different brand and we were using smaller barrels and doing mm-hmm. younger agings. And what we found was it wasn't the same. Um, and the so if alcohol. the barrel's smaller, you don't have to age it as long? Well, that's what the... that's what they say, and that's oh, what we tried. Okay. And that's why we kind of hit restart in 2014, because what we realized is, yes, you get the flavors mm-hmm. from the barrel, you get the tannins, you get all the oak, but you're, the alcohol's still green. And when I mean oh. green, the fuse oils haven't broken down. The, the oh, development like hasn't really happened. <laughs> so if you ever t- think like when you taste a young whiskey, I get green banana. Oh. It's always like a sign. It's like mm. a... Like a un, like a fruit that's not quite ready to eat, you can get that greenness to it. Um, it's almost mentholy. Oh, um, and so what we found is the smaller barrels wasn't doing what we wanted. It 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 did give you the aged flavors from the barrel, but it didn't give the product the whole. age. And I, I so what I say is I I taste the a I taste it and it's good. It's like green whiskey with a bunch of oak shoved in it. Oh, um, and so that's why we kind of hit reset in 2014 and we sold off all our small barrel inventory and we started over and we said, no, we're going to go to the big barrels uh, and give it the time because in the smaller barrels, you can also over oak it. So but it's like a fine balance of over-oaked. finding that time where the, the, the whiskey has had a chance to really mellow, but it's also had enough surface area to get that flavor from the sugars in the chart in the charred wood. Uh, so that's where. We got, so four years is kind of that, that minimum, right? Most of our favorite whiskeys, the everyday whiskeys that are on the shelf uh, of our favorite ones are in that six to eight year range. Oh. I really feel like that's the sweet spot for whiskey and bourbon. So our goal is to get kind of in that range with our everyday. And we've actually got stuff now that's six years old. Our newest batches are all about five and a half to six. So we're real close. So when that hits, we'll, that'll be mostly where I would say 80% of our sales is aimed at is in that time, that spot. 
we will definitely save certain barrels back and try to get older yeah. whiskeys. Uh, it's much more expensive. As you know, I mean, the problem is you make the whiskey and you got to put it in a barrel and sit and wait. So the longer you wait, not only does the more cost add to it, but you keep losing more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The angel share goes up. Yeah. And oh, compound. oh, look at you. You watched your. your I wish video. if they would have, <laughs> if they would explain to her compound interest works yeah. in whiskey, I would have yeah. understood it a lot better in college. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, what did you guys go to college for? Was it. <laughs> I've got. I've been to college. I have a lot of credits and no degree. I have a degree in uh, business administration oh, so. and marketing. Is my was my minor. So I was uh, economics and political science. Uh, so I was going to go be a lawyer, and, yeah. and I'm glad. <laughs> glad now that pivot happened. This does seem more fun. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> See, so coming from from my degree of sociology, you guys actually have some marketable skills. Whereas I just like understand how groups work and that's about it. You could <laughs> and go, I'm just here to talk. Yeah, <laughs> we always joke that like all of our friends that work in the liquor distributor side, I mean, that's what you need. Like sociology, yeah. like whatever. Oh, that, that like, makes sense. Or like an art history degree. It's like they all wind up going to sales for booze. <laughs> we, we watched, I watched the YouTube video of, what, what was his? It was good. He's an excellent interviewer. You you grew up with them. The one on the, you were on the boat. Oh, uh, Brandon Still. Oh yeah, yeah, Still, yeah. 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 And he, he I I love that. It was a really good podcast. So Brandon, if if you're watching this or listening to this, um, shout out to you, man. I also love his his amazement of the boat. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, you're on a boat. <laughs> we were rocking the whole time on I, the camera. I, I kept thinking of the, every time he mentioned like I can't believe you guys were on a boat. I just seen like Andy Samberg. The, I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. <laughs> Boats and hoes. Well, no, I, no. I don't think degrees. I, I told my brothers and sisters when they go, I was like, it doesn't matter. Just just enjoy college because I don't think, I bet 80% of people don't actually use their degree. That's what I was going to say is most people, I think, go and then end up doing something completely. But when I was watching that video, I thought my husband, his job within the military is talking to people pretty much. Um, and I thought, I wonder if he'd be good at liquor sales or something when he gets out. I'm trying to find him a job. So he'd probably no. be really good. No, at no he, he's not that. He's not that. <laughs> People are like, okay, yes, um, just send the order. So you, you, you got two more here. What, what, what's, what else do we, oh. we got here? That's so, so that I, I brought ready. the, so uh, yeah, I got, <laughs> what I realized we didn't have the other two. I wanted cause so now we have our whole family. This is our family of whiskey, which is the rye, the four, the bourbon and the Tennessee whiskey. Yeah. So the rye whiskey obviously is not a bourbon or a Tennessee whiskey cause it's, at least 51% rye. We actually do 100% rye. We just go all the way. We malt 10% of it. So to me, this is what I it call it. It says pot distilled? Yeah, everything we do is pot distilled. Okay. Um, nothing wrong with columns. Uh, just craft guys can't afford them. We always like to say, can't be craft unless you're in a pot. Really, we just broke and we can't afford a column. <laughs> but, uh, Been there. Still <laughs> but, there. Yeah. But uh, it's all pot distilled, which I do think pots you give need a water, little bit more mouthfeel um, <laughs> and give a little bit more viscosity to the product. Um, you can also make deeper cuts and lighter cuts to your whiskey. Uh, you know, the big guys, once they get the recipe down, their biggest goal is consistency, mm. consistency, consistency. Because uh, they don't really come out with anything new. It just is like yeah, it's Jack rare. Daniels and it is. And yeah. I mean, the f amazing part, the fact that you can go anywhere in the world and yeah. buy Jack or Jim and it tastes the same, that's It is that's pretty incredible, yeah. To do. yeah. If you go to Scotland, the master distiller is a nobody. I mean, I hate to say not a nobody, but yeah. the master blender, those are the rock stars. We could take the same 40 barrels of whiskey. We can blend it, homogenize it, and put it in a barrel on the same day and come back two years later and every one of those barrels is going to taste different because mm. how they interact in that barrel is is the amazing. Is, that's the beauty, right? So getting those to blend those together and get those like flavors together to be consistent, that's really an art form. That was something in that neat documentary, too, they were talking about in Scotland. The weather is kind of, it's just always cold and raining. Um, where here you guys have hot, 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 and then it gets a little colder, and then it might probably get, you know, it's 90 degrees after it was just 40, and then, you know, that in and out, in and out, in and out gives it so much flavor and more. Which is why over there you can get away with using used barrels. Oh, more because and, it's not. Re reusing them because you've got more of a uh, consistent climate. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, cold. That, that's, <laughs> what, that's what, you know, Tennessee and Kentucky's got a lot of elements that makes it great for being the home. One, it had the mountains to hide everybody during the winter. Yeah, yeah. So they came over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but two, it's got the limestone filtration water. We sit yeah. on this natural plateau, so we've got great water. We've got great uh, climate. You want it to get you got hot those four cold, seasons, yeah. Right? You want it to get, 
You know, the old joke, if you don't like the weather, just wait. It'll change, yeah. degrees <laughs> two days ago, and it was all 60 yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it's um, a mess. <laughs> so, uh, and, you know, you've got those elements that's natural. Now, with it, with technology, you can do it in New York City. You know, yeah. You can do it anywhere, but they, we have the natural elements here, and that's that's the beauty of it. So. It gives them more character, too, I think, if you can come here. I don't want to go to New York and I know like, sip I know bourbon. It doesn't short. make sense. I, I will tell yeah. you the ride, just so you know, it, this is what I call my our cocktail whiskey. It's okay. really a spice bomb. It's got oh. lots of lots of the allspice because there's no corn uh, in it. So it's kind of, it still has some caramel vanilla, but less of that and more about the actual spices. Mm-hmm. Uh, it still has a good viscosity and body to it because it's a pot. And then our bourbon just came out. This is our weeded recipe. So basically t- take the rye out, replace it with wheat and a little bit more malt. Mm-hmm. So typically we always said, when you learn whiskey, they say rye equals dry, wheat equals sweet. Okay. Um, Wheat is actually neutral. It allows the sweetness of the barrels and more of those elements to come through more, which is why it can use a little bit more time in a barrel, hence all the pappies and the welders and things like that. So these are the three. um, I'm glad we got these out so you can taste them. They want to make sure y'all are bokeh before they leave. Well, well, yeah, we're we're (laughs) definitely going to be bokeh before we leave. Um, So which one was this one right here? Is this the rye? This is the bourbon. The bourbon, okay. The bourbon, there we go. Oh, this one's the bourbon? It's the bourbon. Uh, I didn't get this. I took a... <laughs> oh, she, 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 she cleans you up. She cleans yeah. you up. <laughs> gotcha. Um, man, it's like I'm in Vegas. She comes up and just secretly takes <laughs> chips away. There, yeah. And I'm like, I lost like, all my money. And the next one, like, no, she didn't. I just <laughs> stole it before you lost it. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she's watching out for you. Um, that bourbon is good. So I will say that um, I, I do want to be respectful of your guys' time and everything. This has been really, really fun for us. Um, yes, thank you. Jenny. We're really nobody, so we're really excited. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we didn't touch any on the marketing or the oh. photography aspects of things. So I'm going to put you on the spot on live and see if you would ever be interested in coming back on here in a couple weeks or whenever just to talk about that solely. We'll give um, you a break from us. Yes, yeah, yes for her. I'll answer yeah, ask them Okay. Now, ask them now whether they're a little boozed up. They might right. Say yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, she yeah, never absolutely. takes credit for anything, but just to give her a shout out, I mean, she, it, all of our stuff, I think, you know, the biggest compliment when I go out and cause I do the sales side is everywhere I go, people say, even if you're small, you look big, yes. yeah. you look yes, professional 100%. and a hundred percent a great job. And when we, when she first designed our whisper Creek bottle, if you see it up there, uh, 2012, the world spirits competitions, over 20,000 entries from all the world. She won best in show, <gasps> best in class oh. for new product development. And She's like, <laughs> it's always a big shout out. She doesn't like it. She hates it when I do that, but she she does an unbelievable job. No, it, they're beautiful, it. all of it. Well, thank you. It's not, you know, all me. I work with some really talented people, but I love, uh, I love, you know, being able to execute that, get those ideas out, and turn something into a tangible product. And even I say it with photographers a lot. Like people starting out, you have to have like good taste in. Because well, you can take a good picture, the lighting's bright, everything's, yeah. but then it's like, but the whole, the whole overall thing, like you have to have good taste, so you have good taste. Thank you. <laughs> and it's like Stop. the edit, you know, in, in photography, it's like you can have a good picture, but yeah. if somebody edits it just right. weird, right. it's like, oh man, you, you killed it. Or you can have a bad picture, but if you have somebody who really knows how to edit, it's like, no, I you recovered it. it. And Jenny will say she's not a professional photographer. She, she, I'm but, not. But our and house is full agree. of photos that she's taken from our travels yes. to Europe and they look they're beautiful she's yes. got a great eye for it and so then you are a ton of money because we yeah, got you're some a great photos. yeah now now <laughs> re- really quick question a few um, of them I think I took but she said she took. yeah he totally tries to act like no I took that one I'm like so, no, not. <laughs> so here, here, here's the big question though what, what what kind of camera do you have is it a Canon Nikon Sony it was a Canon and I've not used oh. it in so long Travis is a snob because he likes Sony I'll let you play with some some Sony's no, here on the next podcast. I'll bring all my arsenal of Sony I need gear. To, like, bring my old yeah. granny camera and be like, "Hey, can you like adjust this?" Yeah. <laughs> we got you. She's uh, going around Europe with the big yeah. Big <laughs> and, everywhere. and Jeff's like, "Your cell phone is like a better camera now than that." <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think it really is. Well, I well, don't know the tech side. So yeah, that's where I run into trouble. I don't either. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll get you guys set up in, in some nice Sonys, okay? We'll set you guys up for the future. So, again, thank you guys, uh, Jeff and Jenny Pennington. So, really quick, where where can people yeah. follow along with you guys? Uh, g- give us your socials. Give us your website. Give us all, all the above. Pennington, 
PenningtonDistillingCo.com is our website. Um, all of the links to social media and our individual brands can be found there. So uh, EachPickersVodka.com, WaltonsVodka.com, um, Davidson Reserve, Whisper Creek. Actually, Whisper Creek is TennesseeSippingCream.com. I do want to taste But you have to worry about <laughs> yeah, all Whisper those. Whisper was an RV park in the <laughs> North, Northwest. Yeah. It looks somewhere. lovely, though. <laughs> I'm sure it's go. lovely. I think they have a golf course, too, or something. It's very... Very interesting. You'd place, be very popular if you yeah, brought the right. goods with you. Yeah, <laughs> um, so anyway, just go to Pennington Distilling Co. Uh, on all socials and website, and it can link you to all the other stuff. So all right, we'll appreciate you guys. For oh yes, yeah. taking my microphone. Oh, hundred percent. Thank you for having us. No, yeah. no, thank you. This was. This was amazing. We're, I'm a little bokeh right now. It's good. It's good. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much. We appreciate this. And uh, everybody else listening to this, we will see you all on the next podcast. Awesome. Cheers. Cheers.